2: And live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DW revoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the old-time radio westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Ryans and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Challenge of the Yukon. Original air date is January 27th, 1950, and the title is Ghost Raiders. Let's get into it, and I hope you enjoy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? Lucky?
3: Now, as gunshots echo across the wind-swept, snow-covered reaches of the wild Northwest, Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice, the breakfast cereal shot from guns, present the challenge of the Yukon. It's Yukon King, swiftest and strongest lead dog of the Northwest, blazing the trail for Sergeant Preston of the Northwest Mounted Police in his relentless pursuit of lawbreakers. One king! One, you have Gold, gold discovered in the Yukon. A stampede to the Klondike in the wild race for riches. Back to the days of the gold rush. With quaker puff wheat and quaker puff rice bringing you the adventures of Sergeant Preston and his wonder dog, Yukon King, as they meet the challenge of the Yukon. Fellas and girls, here's a breakfast treat that can't be beat. Tomorrow morning, treat yourself to the breakfast cereal shot from guns. That's the one and only Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice. Just pour out a bowlful crisp and fresh right from the big red and blue package. Add milk or cream, top with your favorite fruit, and take a luscious mouthful. Man, oh, man, they're so crisp, so nut-like and downright scrumptious, I'll bet you never tasted anything so swell. And no wonder. These giant king-sized kernels of premium wheat and rice are shot from guns. Don't miss out another day on this breakfast treat. Quaker puffed rice or Quaker puffed wheat. The doctor stopped at the first cabin at the edge of town. There were snowshoe tracks leading up to the door. He examined them closely. The northern lights flashed across the sky, and he was able to make out several red spots on the
4: freshly fallen snow. Wounded. I was afraid of that. He came here because he knew that Angie would help him. Well, I'll have to find out how serious it is. Hello, Angie.
5: Dr. Warren.
4: Yes. I want to see Bill Norwood.
5: What? What do you mean? Bill isn't here.
4: I know he is. I followed him.
5: You... You did.
4: Is he badly wounded?
5: No. I... I mean... You'd
4: better let me come in.
5: Oh, all right. I don't know how badly he's hurt. It's his right arm, he says.
4: Doc. Take off your shirt. How did you know? How do you happen to be here? He
5: said he followed you.
4: Here, I'll give you a hand. That's the idea.
5: There's water in the pan and antiseptic in that bottle. Good. You can use this cloth to bandage the wound.
4: Fine, we'll wash it first. Followed me? Yes. I'm the one who shot you. You did? It's only a scratch. I didn't mean to hit you at all. You. You saw me waiting. Waiting for... Yes, that's right wasn't hard to figure out what you were up to. I was up on the ridge and I could see the garland sled coming along the trail. And you waiting for it. I shouldn't have fired. I only meant to scare you. I should have called instead. But I didn't want to use your name. What about the driver of the sled and the guard? They stopped and looked around, but they didn't see you make your getaway. I suppose you feel I ought to thank you. For shooting you? Well, I don't. Oh, I don't expect any thanks. I had to stop you, though. That's all there was to it. You'd understand if I told you why I was walking along the top of the ridge so late. I'm not going into that.
5: I'm thanking you, Doctor.
4: Sure. Obey the law. Let Garland get away with murder. Do you know what he's done now, Doc? Yes. He's gotten a court order to stop you and all the other small miners on Willow Creek from working your claim. Sure. Until a government survey is made. I know. And that'll take months. What are we going to live on until the new boundaries are set?
0: None of us have any money. We're going to have to sell out to Garland.
4: There. Your arm will be all right in a few days now. Uh, Thanks, Doc. And Garland isn't going to get away with anything, Bill. Huh? I mean, you haven't been forced to sell out to him yet. You'll be able to hang on somehow. Something will happen. What? I don't know. But don't forget, while there's life, there's hope.
3: It was just a week later that one of the Garland Mining Company freight sleds set out from headquarters for Dawson. Snow was falling heavily, and the guard walked ahead of the sled, breaking the trail for the team. It was hard going, and he complained bitterly.
0: Uh, Fine time to be starting out. Go on, it isn't so bad. How can it be worse? It'll be dark in another half hour.
1: You scared of getting lost?
0: Yeah, that'd be a cinch. I can't see a foot in front of me.
3: The dogs won't let you get off the trail and cut out the grousing. Why should I? Because the old man said start
4: now. Get the supplies back for tomorrow night. That's all there is to it. Yeah, the
3: old man. The man and the dogs trudged on. They had just passed Pinnacle Rock when it happened. It seemed to the guard that he suddenly faced a solid wall of white. Then something hit him in the back of the ear. (laughs) Oh! He fell to the ground unconscious whoa, whoa. The driver started forward to see what was the matter Joe,
0: what's
4: wrong? Joe!
3: Then he too was hit and dropped to the ground Neither the guard nor the driver were hurt badly In less than ten minutes they were on their feet and examining the sled
1: The ghoul's gone yeah. Any idea how much there was?
4: No, the box wasn't very heavy though Did you see who it was that hit you? I didn't see anything Neither did I That's going to be a fine story for the old man.
1: Well,
3: what else can we tell him? I don't know, but we'd better tell him right away. Come on, Whitey, we're turning back. This way, boy. An hour later, they made their report to Jonathan Garland, and the owner of the mining company roared his disapproval.
0: What kind of poops do I have working for me? Letting yourselves be robbed in broad daylight. It was almost dark and it was snowing hard. Well, come on, who was it that did it? I didn't see anybody. Neither did I. What's the matter? Are you blind as well as stupid? Describe the man. I didn't see any man, sir. Then maybe it was a ghost that stole the gold. Maybe. (laughs) All I saw was something big and white. No arms, no face. Just a shape in front of me. Are you drunk? No, sir. Just what are you two trying to put over? Nothing, sir. Joe's told you just how it happened. I know what you're up to. You're protecting somebody. No, sir. I know the way you talk. My own men, too. You're in sympathy with those two-bit squatters on Willow Creek, and you're against me. That was one of them. They've got to get money or sell out to me. This happened near Willow Creek, didn't it? Well, it was past Willow Creek by Pinnacle Rock. Close enough. Which one was it?
1: As far as I'm concerned, it was a ghost.
0: It won't do either you or them any good to hold back the truth. We've told you the truth. I'll find out who it was. Steal my gold, relay, Two thousand dollars worth. Think they can beat me that way. Well, I'll show them. Go on, get out of here. Get to Dawson and bring back those supplies. And report this robbery to Northwest Mounted Headquarters. Tell them I want a constable assigned to the case. No. You tell the inspector I want Sergeant Preston. This lawlessness has got to be nipped in the bud. Go on, get out.
3: The trail robbery created a sensation in Grand Ledge... and on the creek surrounding the town... But although Jonathan Garland offered a $2,000 reward for any information leading to the capture of the hold man, there were no clues forthcoming. The people began to talk of the robber as the ghost raider. And by the time Sergeant Preston and King reached Grand Ledge, they had almost begun to believe there was something supernatural about the whole affair. Not Jonathan Garland, however.
0: The mystery man, the ghost raider. There's no mystery connected with this crime, Sergeant. I've told you what the situation is between me and those miners on Willow Creek.
1: Well, that's hardly proof that one of them robbed your sled.
0: But you can get the proof easy enough. They've all been starving. You find just one of them that's been buying supplies for a change, and you'll have the guilty man.
1: Well, it's an angle. That's all I can say.
0: you catch him and the reward I've offered goes to you.
1: The members of the force don't accept rewards for doing their job. The robbery's been committed, so it's up to me to find out who did it, but I'll have to give you a warning, Jonathan. Me? You. There are practically no clues. My investigation will take time, and I'm not going to be stampeded into making any accusations.
0: All I say is it must have been one of them. We'll decide
1: who it must have been when all the evidence is in. Come on, King.
0: Where are you going? I'm going to make your headquarters here?
1: No, Jonathan. Doc Merrill's an old friend of mine. I'm going to stay with him. It'll be more convenient living in town.
0: Uh, Don't you pay any attention to what Merrill says. He thinks I'm giving the Willow Creek squatters a dirty deal.
1: Every man's entitled to his opinion. What's that? But you can rest assured that I won't let anything interfere with my handling of the case. Come on,
3: <laughs> That same night, two hard-featured men were talking together at a corner table in the Grand Ledge Cafe. Judd, I think I've latched onto something. In this dead town? I say let's get out of here, Ben. Now wait. It's about the Ghost Raider. Well, I got to admit, that was a slick job. It's too bad you can't think of something half as good.
1: Now, hold it. Here comes Preston. Ben Milan and Judd
3: Howe. That's right, Sergeant. Howdy. When did you two arrive in Grand Ledge? Uh, Just this afternoon. And the night before, last, when the robbery took place, we were in Dawson. You can check with Tex. I won $100 from him at Farrow, and Judd here was watching the game.
1: You're ready with your alibi.
3: <laughs> I'm always ready to help the law,
1: Sergeant. See that you stay inside it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he won't find the ghost, Raider. There isn't a clue for him to work on. You can't tell about Preston. He never gives up. You'll have to this time. And when he goes back to Dawson, then the Garland Freight sled will be robbed again by us. Huh? Hey, now, wait a minute. But we won't be blamed, Judd. We'll be wearing white hoods and a white cloth over our parkers. It'll be just one more job to the credit of the Ghost Raider. <laughs> we can afford to let him have the credit as long as we get the gold. We'll continue with our adventure in just a moment. I wonder what would happen if I went into a Dawson City eating place some morning and said to the fellow at the counter, uh, let me have a bowl of Quaker puffed wheat, please.
0: Man, the guns! bowl!
3: Did I hear you say...
0: Uh, what are you fretting about, mister? Didn't you want that there breakfast cereal shot from guns?
3: Oh, well, I sure did, but...
0: Well, that's what you're getting.
3: Well, thank you. I was just a little surprised you folks up here in the Yukon knew that Quaker puffed wheat and quaker puffed rice are breakfast cereals shot from guns.
0: Sure. Everybody knows about them premium flavor-rich grains of quaker puffed wheat and rice being exploded up to eight times normal size.
3: Right. That makes them bigger and better tasting, with bang-up nut-like flavor, too. I
0: guess that's why they're so popular with the folks around here.
3: Why, you can't beat them. Every time you pour out a heaping bowlful, put on some milk or cream, and top it with fruit... You've got a super delicious treat.
0: Yeah, right there.
3: And did you ever hear how nourishing they are?
0: Reckon I have.
3: Well, Quaker popped rice and Quaker popped wheat furnish extra food values of restored natural-grade amounts of vitamin B1, niacin, and iron.
0: Right good thing for the young folks to know. You
3: bet your life. I hope all you fellas and girls are taking note that you get this swell nourishment in the delicious, flavorful, tenderly crisp cereal that just melts in your mouth. The one and only Quaker Puff Wheat and Quaker Puff Rice. Shot from gun. Remember, fellas and girls, to always look for the red and blue packages with the smiling Quaker man on the front. He's your guarantee you're getting the real McCoy. The original, crisp, fresh Quaker Puff Rice and Quaker Puff Wheat. Never sold in bags or both. Now to continue. Sergeant Preston spent three days in Grand Ledge, and on the evening of the third day, he reported to Jonathan Garland. Jonathan, I'm going back to Dawson tomorrow. You
1: found the ghost raider? No, I haven't, but I have a theory. And well, why are you leaving?
0: I demand. Hold that you it, stay-
1: Jonathan. I have a theory and a plan. My leaving's part of the plan. Now listen. Uh. I checked your statement that none of the miners on Willow Creek have been buying supplies for some time. That was true. But all of them have been buying food during the past few days. There, I told you. And I've heard whispers, like this. Jack found a poke of dust in his woodpile, and John found one outside his door. My gold dust. I believe you're right. My theory says that the ghost raider is a sort of Robin Hood. He's taken from the rich to give to the poor.
0: Well, there must be some way to find out who he is.
1: And coming to that, my plan. I'm telling people that I have to leave town for a while, but that I'll be back. Point one. Point two is up to you. You haven't shipped any gold into Dawson since the robbery. Of course not. Well, uh, let one of your men drop the word that you're going to start again tomorrow night. Let him hint it will be a big shipment.
0: I'm not going to take any chance. I don't
1: expect you to. A sled will start out from here, but it won't be carrying any gold. No. Your regular driver will handle the team, but I'll wear Joe's spotted parka and take his place as the guard. How can you? You said you were leaving tomorrow morning. I'll make a big circle around the creeks and I'll be back here at dusk. So
0: that's it. A trap for the ghost raider. You think he'll try to rob the sled?
1: Yes, if he thinks I'm out of the way. Why? Because 50 miners can't live on $2,000 for six months. They'll need more money if they're going to hold out against you. And the ghost raider will try to get it for them. Ah, And you'll put a bullet
0: through him for his pain.
1: I won't shoot unless I have to.
0: It'd be only what he deserves.
1: I won't go into that.
3: You can expect me back here at dusk tomorrow, monkey <coughs> And so, the following morning, the sergeant said goodbye to the doctor and the townspeople and hit the trail for Dawson. Unking, huskies. That afternoon, the doctor received a call from Angie.
4: Oh, come in, come in, Angie.
5: I'll only take a minute of your time, doctor.
4: Is something wrong?
5: No, not with me, but. Do you know Mike Sloan?
4: Yes, he's one of Garland's drivers. Yeah.
5: Well, they say he was in the cafe a little while ago, drinking quite heavily. And he started talking. About what? He has to drive the freight sled to Dawson tonight. And he'll be carrying gold, a lot of it, $20,000 worth. He doesn't like the idea.
4: He's afraid there'll be another holdup.
5: I'm afraid there will be. I'm afraid for Bill.
4: Angie, you think Bill is the ghost reader?
5: Oh, he denies it, but I don't know. He tried it once. If it hadn't been for you... He gave
4: you his promise, Angie.
5: I can't help the way I feel. Well, why
4: don't you make sure he doesn't do anything wrong tonight? How? Don't let him out of your sight until you're sure the sled is halfway to Dawson. Ask him to help you in the store.
5: I will. And if he refuses, I'll refuse to marry
4: him. (laughs) He won't refuse, Angie. I'm sure of it.
3: The northern lights and the moon were bright that night and the shadows of buildings, trees, rocks, men and dogs were deep black across the glittering snow. The sergeant and Mike, the driver, picked up the Dawson Trail beyond the town. The sergeant, the hood of his borrowed parka, pulled well down over his face, walked in front of the team with King by his side. As they neared Pinnacle Rock, bulging from the wooded hillside, the sergeant raised his hand in a signal to stop.
1: Oh, oh there. Keep
3: the team quiet, King. <coughs>
4: What's up, Sergeant?
1: The holdup took place just beyond that rock, didn't it?
4: Yes. There doesn't look to be anybody around tonight, though.
1: No way of seeing on the other side of it.
4: Think somebody might be waiting for us there?
1: It's possible. You draw over to the side of the trail and wait there till I wave you on. What are you going to do? Keep to the trees, climb the rock on this
3: side, and see what's ahead. You'll be able to tonight. Try to keep the dogs quiet. I will. Come on, King. It was nearly half a mile to the rock. The sergeant and King kept to the shadow of the trees for the whole distance. They moved silently. But King was unable to hold back a low growl when they reached the base of the great boulder. Easy, boy. Cautiously, they began to climb the weathered slope of the rock. They were nearing the top when King growled again and stopped. A second later, a shot rang out. It came from the top of the hill. The sergeant hugged the snow-covered surface of the rock and looked in that direction. He could see a white figure on the crest and realized he was exposed to his fire. But just as he was reaching for his pistol, he heard voices on the far side of the rock. We gotta get him, you fool. It's a Ghost Raider. He wants to hold up the sled himself. Now shoot and shoot to kill. Right. Good, you got him. I don't see him. No, he dropped down on the other side of the ridge. We're all set.
1: Uh, 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 Judd Howell came. All right, on. good mother. Judd has shot the Ghost Raider. Well, it shouldn't take long to clear this up now
3: wave Mike on, and when they step out on the trail, I got to drop on them from up here. The sergeant rose to his knees and beckoned for Mike to come on with the team. A moment later, he saw the dog swing out into the center of the trail. Yeah, they
1: come. You all set? Yeah. I pull that good John.
3: Slowly, the sergeant and King crawled to the very top of the rock. At last, on the far side, in the shadow of the rock, they could see Ben and Judd crouched and waiting. Mike and the team were racing up the trail. Now follow me. That's right. All right, stand right
0: where you are. Oh, right there. i your hands and You won't be hurt. Where's
1: the guard? The guard's right here. Oh, yeah. You're both under arrest in the name of the Queen. <laughs> get him. Oh,
3: my arm. Get oh. to work, Sergeant.
1: Up your gun, Ben, or you'll get the same thing. All right, don't shoot. Oh. Pick up the gun and keep him covered till I get down there, Mike.
3: Right. <laughs> the Sergeant snapped a pair of handcuffs on Ben and then bandaged Judd's wounds. As he worked, Ben argued. All you can charge us with is attempted robbery. And attempted
1: murder. Or perhaps murder itself.
3: Murder? No.
1: You shot the man up it, on the hill.
3: I didn't. It was Judd. And anyway, that was self-defense. He shot at us.
1: Yes. I wonder why. It was
4: the ghost trader, Really, Sergeant?
1: I think so. And he's dead? I'm going to find out about that. Maybe lying just over the ridge. If he is, I'll bring him down here. If he's only wounded and got away, well... Thank and I'll trail him. You want me to take these two back to camp? Yes, Mike, I'll call down to you. Come on, King.
3: (coughs) A few minutes later, the sergeant and King arrived at the top of the ridge. There, they found a red stain in the snow and snowshoe tracks leading away from it. He's gone, Mike. I'll meet you back at camp.
1: Good luck, sergeant. Go on, King. Follow the trail.
3: (coughs) The trail led down into the trees, but there was no difficulty in following it. And slightly less than a mile from town, King stopped. And began to dig in a snowbank beneath a large pine. What
1: have you got there, King?
3: It was white linen, a garment of some sort with a red spot on it. The sergeant held it up. It was a surgeon's gown. Yes, King.
1: You know who this belongs to, and so do I. What you don't know is that I'm going to have to arrest our friend.
3: Lead the way, boy. <laughs> There was a light in the doctor's cabin and when the sergeant knocked on the door it was opened almost at once but not by the doctor by Angie Bill Norwood stood just behind her "Where's the doctor Angie?"
5: "He's in his bedroom. He's been hurt, sergeant. Shot oh.
3: himself accidentally.
5: I just put a bandage on him. I don't think he should be disturbed." "Oh, that's all right,
4: kid. You run along. But doc, I don't Go on. think I... I've got some business with the sergeant. Go on now. Come on, Bill. All right. Come in, sergeant." Come on, King.
1: You'd better sit down, Doc. Yes, yes. Here, you drop this.
4: Oh, my gown. I won't be needing it anymore.
1: Sorry I can't throw it in the stove. It's evidence. I know. Why'd you do it, Doc?
4: Sergeant, I found out a little while ago that I could only live for six months. But that was too long to do any good. And I couldn't commit suicide. I don't understand. You will. Take this envelope. You are to open it afterwards. Take it.
1: Doc, do you mean you're going to... It's all
4: right, Sergeant. Things are working out.
1: You wanted to help the people on Willow Creek. Of
4: course. They were starving. There was only one way to do it.
1: And you were going to hold up the sled again tonight?
4: Yes. But a funny thing happened. I was up there on the top of the ridge. I saw you and King on one side of Pinnacle Rock... I didn't recognize you until I recognized King. I could also see two men on the other side. You and King seemed to disappear. We were climbing the rock. I thought you were walking around it. I thought you were walking into an ambush. That's why I fired at those two men, whoever they were. To draw their fire, to warn you. I see. To tell you that... Well, maybe it isn't a good reason, but I want to ask a favor.
1: There's only one thing I can do, Doc.
4: Are you sure? Can't you let me surrender myself to Garland? Wouldn't he have to pay me the reward?
1: Two thousand dollars, but you stole two thousand from him?
4: It would cancel the debt. That's what I mean.
1: You could never make it out to the camp alone.
4: My dogs are harnessed out and back. I could ride the sled. I can make it, and there's no sense in just sitting here and waiting. Let me go, Sergeant
1: i all right. I'll be coming after you in ten
3: minutes.
4: Thanks, Sergeant. <laughs>
3: Ben and Judd had been locked up at the mining camp, and now Jonathan Garland was pacing the floor of his office, eagerly waiting for the sergeant's arrival and questioning Mike about the events on the trail.
0: You're sure the ghost raider was wounded? Yes, sir. And he won't have a chance of getting away from Preston. Well, there he is now. Open the door.
4: Doc! Hello, Mike. What's wrong with you, Doc? Nothing now. No. Jonathan, I've come to collect that reward.
0: Huh? You know where the Ghost Raider is? Yes.
4: He's right here. I'm surrendering to you, Jonathan. Your reward cancels what I owe you. Right? You're saying you're the Ghost Raider? Right. And that we're even.
0: Oh, no, we're not. We'll be even when you're behind bars.
4: I'm afraid there won't be time for that. Doc! No debts. No debts. Forgive us our debts. Doc. Doc. He's dead, sir. See underneath his shirt? He's been bandaged in the blood. He's dead.
3: (laughs) Sergeant, Doc's dead.
1: Yes. Goodbye, Doc.
0: He said he was a
1: ghost raider. He was. But
0: said we were even.
1: He surrendered to you. You were. Well, fool. No.
0: What else? To get himself killed for a pack of mangy squatters. And they're no better off now than they were before. I'll get every one of their claims. You're
1: wrong again, Jonathan. The Doc's beaten you, though he had to die to do it. Look an insurance policy for $10,000. He made me his beneficiary, and he wrote me a note. Here, let me read this to you. Dear friend, the enclosed policy will be paid off through the Alaska Trading Company. Will you see to it that the money goes to the miners on Willow Creek? I couldn't, but you can. Save their homes. Save their right to happiness. Goodbye. That's all. Sergeant,
0: that's only a request. The money is legally yours. You don't have to part with a penny
1: of it. Oh, yes, I do. Every penny. And I feel honored because of the trust Doc had in me. Don't make any mistake, Jonathan. I'm going to carry out his wishes. This money's going to the miners on Willow Creek. You're not going to force starving men to sell out to you. Doc's won. (laughs) I know, King. You feel just as badly about losing your friend as I do. The law may not say so, boy, but he was a good man. And now his case is closed.
3: In just a moment, Sergeant Preston will give you a preview of Monday's adventure. (coughs) Say, the owl is a wise old bird, and here's my idea of someone who's plenty smart, too. It's the person who makes his breakfast cereal delicious, nourishing Quaker puffed rice or Quaker puffed wheat. For school, work, or play, remember rice or wheat shot from guns furnishes added food values of restored natural grain amounts of vitamin B1, niacin, and iron. Delicious, too. Pour out a bowl full of those tenderly crisp king-size kernels. Top with milk or cream and fruit, and take a big luscious spoonful. Man, oh man, what swell eating. Yes, be smart. Enjoy this breakfast treat. Always go for the big red and blue package of Quaker puffed rice and Quaker puffed wheat. Never sold in bags or bulk. Listen Monday, when Sergeant Preston and Yukon King meet the challenge of the Yukon in the case of... Casper Mott's adventure.
1: King and I arrived at the constable's office in Selkirk to find an excited group reporting a bank robbery. The two crooks had stolen Casper Mott's sled for a getaway, and since Casper was about the only one who could identify them, I took him with us. The trail led us into a
3: situation where we faced two killers. Be sure to hear this exciting adventure Monday. These radio dramas, a feature of the Challenge of the Yukon Incorporated, are created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Fred Flowerday, and supervised by Charles D. Livingston. The part of Sergeant Preston is played by Paul Sutton. They are brought to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the same time by Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice. The breakfast cereal shot from guns. For a delicious hot breakfast, eat Quaker Oats. The giant of the cereals is Quaker Oats. Delicious, nutritious, makes you feel ambitious. The giant of the cereals is Quaker Oats. Say, boys and girls, do you want to be a star someday in sports and activities? Then start on good Quaker Oats breakfast tomorrow. Because nourishing oatmeal gives you more growth and endurance than any other whole grain cereal. Remember, Quaker and Mother's Oats are the same. This is J. Michael wishing you goodbye, good luck, and good health from Quaker Popped Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice. So long. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.